Welcome to Open Tabs at Dolce Floor. We're opening a tab at the drink bar, whatever you like, coffee, tea, maybe some licks. And we're also opening a search tab on relevant topics in the mainstream. My guests today are the owners of businesses that I think are awesome. The owners of Bell and Tracy Boutique, Tasty on a Budget, and Hydration Station. And of course, I am the owner of Dolce Floor. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today. Thanks for the invites. Thanks for having me. So let's open a tab. I'm heading to the wine bar today and drinking the Stag Cabernet. What are you sipping on today, Geneva? I'm sipping on some Moscato. Mmm. And Tracy? I'm sorry, I just have water. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Keep Say hi, Zenobia? <laughs> I'm sipping on some sangria. Mmm, sassy. And Brittany? I got a kettle seltzer, coconut seltzer with a splash of passion fruit. Mmm, <laughs> really good. So we can go around and everybody just tell what your name is, what business you're in, and what got you started. So let's start with um, Geneva. Well, I'm Geneva. Um, I'm half of Bella Tracy. Tracy? I'm Tracy. Hello. I am part owner to Bell and Tracy. And what got me into this was I've always been in fashion. I went to fashion school. I didn't finish, but I went to fashion school. I always appreciated celebrities for their taste and how they would put their compliment with their jewelry. So that was always there. And then I got the idea that maybe I can sell clothing, you know? Because one of the themes from our store is let fashion be your art. So I feel like we don't have to be super expensive. So as long as you're fashionable, why not just give people another option to shop, you know? Nice. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Zenobia? So I'm the owner of Tasty on a Budget. Um, I'm a food blogger. And I've always loved cooking. Um, always in the kitchen when I was growing up. And I love cooking for people. So um, when I found out that you know there are people that do this for a living that aren't you know chefs going you know going to the you know cooking in a restaurant or things like that like you can cook your own food and show people how to cook and you know let that be your full-time thing that was like that was it for me i knew someone that was doing this she's doing it full-time and that was really like my inspiration so you know if she can do it then i can do it and Brittany. Hi guys, I'm Brittany John. I'm the owner of Hydration Station Skincare, an all-natural, mostly organic skincare line. The reason I got started with that is because my skin is very sensitive, and so I've been a guinea pig with every type of creams, lotions, tried using Vaseline, baby oil, all the, and I would get out, um, I would get outbreaks on my skin. So I started researching more into, you know, what's the best type of moisturizer for a skin like mine, sensitive skin, and just for skin in general. So my passion kind of grew from that, just making it for myself and then sometimes making it for friends as gifts. And then when I would give them as gifts, people would say, well, why don't you start a business with this? Why don't you, you should take this a little bigger. So little by little, I've been doing it. You're doing well. I I know I I use some. I use my Buendia. Oh, nice. Time. <laughs> <laughs> so for all of you, I'm um, starting with Geneva. 
did your business have any failures or things that I guess you wish you had done differently? Well, not necessarily failures, but it was like a learn, you know, you, you go and you learn as you go along. So um, just trying to stay modest, you know, modesty, we want to stay modest and we want to watch what kind of clothing um, we uh, present to customers. So just trying to uh, stay modest and still be fashionable is not easy at times. And also um, another hiccup we had was basically just starting our business, um, starting our website. We had a lot of issues with just getting comfortable with using our website. Um, but it's like, um, you, you live and you learn. So we had to make mistakes in order to figure out how to maneuver our website. So those basically were the two hiccups that we had. And Tracy, you're the other end of that. So what did you think? Yeah, especially on the website department, because you know I shop online a lot, but I don't realize the work it takes to place an item to put the variations of the item. So like I said, like she said, it wasn't failure, but it was super stressful, you know, but out of the stress comes knowledge. So, you know, we learn from it and we're better. I can completely understand that because like you said, I had no idea how long it took to take a picture of something. And when you're a shopper, you think, oh, I want this size, this color, and maybe this monogram. But if you're making that item online, it can take you an extra long time. And that it could take weeks just to get five or six items down the way you want them to look on your shop for the customer. So I completely understand that. So Zenobia, what about you? What you guys said, I mean, that definitely was a big part of it. But I think my biggest failure, if you could say it was really like self-doubt, that really was what slowed me down tremendously because I, I bought the domain for my website in 2016 and didn't actually start it until 2018 because I wanted the website, like everyone's saying, I want to look a certain way, I wanted to have this and have, want to have that, but unless you put things on the website, your website's not gonna have anything. So I'm trying to compare my day one to someone's day like 2000. And that's really what held me back. Um, but I just, you know, you can't expect perfection. So I've learned to just deal with the imperfect perfection that is my business and go from there. And Brittany. Well, uh, yeah, I had some failures, but <laughs> so um, I started my business May 2018. May, temperature-wise, you know, it's starting to heat up. I'm an all-natural skincare company. My biggest sellers are my body butters or whipped body butters. It's all organic. It's natural. It's oils. But you get a great, nice whip consistency. But then you mail that and say you mail it to somebody. Even if you mail it, just, you know, it takes a day or two in the heat. It arrives at people's homes. And thankfully, some of my first customers were close friends. So, you know, they're still supportive. But you open it up and it's completely melted. So the integrity of the product, even though, yeah, all the oils are there, everything's still fine. It's not the way that I wanted it to be presented. So that was a definite, definite, definite learning experience. Just, you know, I had to buy ice packs. I have to look into faster shipping, things like that. So, I mean, it, of course, helps me to grow as a business knowing, um, you know, from my failures. But that, along with just the whole website um, situation, my website was cool. That was it took time, but it was OK. But for me, my ongoing issue 
is using Instagram, um, Facebook business. To me, it's very difficult. I just got things approved. It was ready to go. And then I click something and now like my Instagram products won't show up. It shows on my Facebook. And so you can't contact anyone. So that to me is very frustrating. So it's still an ongoing thing of trying to learn the technical side of things when you're trying to do it all yourself. I agree. I think that a lot of um, Facebook and Instagram shop owners are experiencing the same thing because the same thing happened to me. Mm -hmm. My whole Facebook shop just shut down, but I think it's because they're switching platforms. Uh -huh. You know, Instagram was bought by Facebook. And honestly, it's so funny. A Facebook person called me today and asked what? me how they could help me. You should have wrote down their number, send it to him. <laughs> he gave me his email address. Oh, wow. Email him. So I'm going to do that. I'm like, uh, yeah. let me help you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, so I, I, I agree with what you were saying. The um, Trying to make yourself a presence in social media. And I've been doing a lot of webinars. And it's a real art and business into making yourself known in the social media marketplace. So opening the search tab, I was reading an August 24th article in Entrepreneur saying this is the number one struggle holding women entrepreneurs back. The writer Tanya Dalton goes on to state that the hesitancy is the problem that we have. And she used to describe herself as having stumbled into entrepreneurship. And she wasn't confident about when she talked about her business. So what do you think of the writer's claim that women have a hard time declaring themselves as experts in their field of business and that they lack confidence in their qualifications as business owners? What do you think, Geneva? Um, I think it's because we hold so many titles. We, you know, we're mom, we're doctor, we're a lawyer, we're a teacher. We forget how talented we are and how many gifts that we do have because we're so used to doing so many different things so it's like we have a problem with you know giving ourselves any type of props or anything like that because we're so used to doing so many different things so when someone says like oh you're really good at this you're like oh I think that um I think there is some truth in that because we're just so used to doing so many different things that it's like um we're not used to the praise and or just you know oh you're really good at we're not used to compliments or things of that nature because we're just so used to doing so much Right, because most of the opinions in the article, and I forgot her name, but she was like shocked that someone put that she was an expert. It is an interesting title to give myself because I'm like, like it mentioned, we're not doing nothing new, but we're doing it our way. I'm doing it the Bell and Tracy way. So we can be experts in Bell and Tracy. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the next sister's boutique is not an expert in whatever she's doing. So I feel like we can take the title. And as Geneva said, we hold so many roles. We're not used to being praised for every single role. So hearing expert, you know, kind of throws us off. But I feel like we got this. We could do it. <laughs> I agree. Um, I feel like it starts from when you're young. You know, it's not something that's often discussed as women, you know, growing up. You don't expect to have to you know to be an expert in anything you just get a job make sure you get a job when you get older or make sure you marry someone that has a good job that's that's like the cap so to be, become an expert in a field such a concentrated area 
of a field to the point where people are looking to you for advice it's like wait i'm just trying to pay these bills i'm not trying to you know grow and become you know this this expert pretty much but it's it's good to know that that it's being identified that we don't feel this way so that we can start feeling this way like tracy said you know be an expert in whatever it is that you are you may not be the next person but you can be the expert in who you are i fully agree i was just gonna say that like i can't be i haven't gone to school for you know chemistry and all these different things so then of course i doubt myself because there could be another business where that person did go to school and they have years in the industry and i don't but i'm an expert in what i like i'm an expert in what works for me so i try to lead with that um and just have the confidence that hey i know what's working for me i know my attention to detail with certain things and how that can come off and so I try to use that as my motivating force because it can get very, you know, I get very self-conscious when I start looking at other companies and maybe they have more followers and maybe they're, they're say, it looks like they're always selling out. They're always doing this. That's fine. But for me, I need to stay in my lane and I'm creating this, you know, out of my love for the product. So just keeping that in mind. I think it's, for me, it's a positive because I grew up in an entrepreneurial family. My father has had uh, a business since I was born. So just seeing his drive and the way that he, you know, molded his business um, to the success that he was able to have or, and still is able to have has kind of helped put that into me. So I'm able to, to look to see the different goals that I want to have and then um, have a, a nice, not always clear, but have a direction and where I want to go with it. But the one point from the article that I loved, um, she said, sometimes we need others to see in ourselves what we doubt. And so, so many times I would make stuff and I'd be up late at night. I'm like, is this even worth it? Like, is anybody even gonna buy this? And then you just have that friend that, you know, text you, I wanna let you know, you know, this helped me with my eczema or my skin's been popping, like whatever it is, it just gives you that boost that you need. And you're like, oh, okay, I, maybe I do know what I'm doing. So I think the positive um, reinforcements are really what would help me. I agree, I feel like, um... You know, because I'm fairly new. Y'all have been doing this for a while, but the the fights on the outside, fears within, um, the doubts that we all have, you know, just in a general sense of not knowing, like you said, am I spinning my wheels? Am I doing the right thing? And then all of a sudden you get that boost from someone. And um, in the article, it says that men on the other hand, they know that they're not qualified for something, but they'll still apply yeah, and put themselves that. out there. So 60 percent. It'd be like, yeah, I'm, well, I'm not qualified for this job, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. And I think, you know, like um, what Geneva said, we hold so many hats that we don't get any praise for in the first place. So then you put on another. I'm going to do this. And then you're just like, maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It, like the, um, the author said, I was, it's, it's an accident. I just stumbled upon it. So what do you think can help women? Because we, we touched on it a little bit to really feel like they know what they're doing. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to go after it. Do you think there are any strategy that we can use to help us get to that point? Yeah, we just have to do because there was a statement made in the article about the accidental entrepreneur. That's not real. That was something that was already there, 
and something triggered action. So we just have to do. So once we do, we make it happen. And you know, as they say, curiosity killed the cat, it didn't because many female entrepreneurs become successful because they were curious and they took the talent that was already there, that was hidden. Sometimes we don't know what our talents are till we open up and you know go into a new bracket. We're like, wow, I'm doing really good at this. So it's okay to be curious, it's okay to be nervous. We just gotta do it. Yeah, I think also um, being your own cheerleader, I think that is very important because, you know, it's easy to, you know, look at other people and, you know, want to be what they are, want to do what they are. And, you know, you see all the praises that they're getting, all the comments that they're getting, all the, you know, oh, this, we just released this and it sold out in five minutes and things like that. And it's like, you know, that's them, but you have to love what you're doing or you're not going to do it. If you don't love it, and when you realize you're not loving it, realize that you have to make the change to fall back in love with it. I wholeheartedly agree with that, especially with me, with the business. We, the past year has been like crazy for us. We've been moving, we have a lot of changes. So I had to put the business on hold for about 10 months. So just getting started with it again, new home, new area. And I was kind of getting overwhelmed. And my husband said, you know, are you enjoying doing this? And I said, yeah, I do. He's like, okay, then, then do it. As soon as you lose the joy, you know, you got to think, is this, is this worth it for me? Like, is this really what I'm into? So I had to, to take a step back um, just with reorganizing everything for the business and the relaunch. Um, but back to your question with helping others, to me, just having a notebook, um, you know, whether it's uh, something at your nightstand, in the car, but you know, we're always doing stuff. We're doing so much stuff, having one in the kitchen and then ideas pop into your head and then they're gone because you're busy, you're doing other things. So I, I'm old fashioned, I like to write things down, but I mean, obviously we can put it on our phone too, but just taking those ideas and not just letting them pass, even if it's not something that you, know, you end up pursuing, but just letting yourself see that, oh, I'm pretty creative, I have a lot of ideas but having something to really visualize it, um, to me, I think that's helpful. Those are some key strategies, you know, believing in ourselves, cheering for ourselves, and visualizing our own success are very important keys to being an entrepreneur and being successful, loving what you do, doing it for the right reasons. Um, and but that also comes with a little bit of stress involved because we care about what we're doing, we want it to work. And uh, here at Dolce Floor, we're all about self care. So this week, I took several opportunities to just sit quietly. I'll go into a room and just sit and stare at the wall just to collect myself. And that was the way I took care of myself to have a calm moment. So what is your favorite way to self-care and what would you recommend to other entrepreneurs? My self-care is once like at the weekend. So I have my own personal spa night and I have my little routine. So I try to keep that up, um, but that's what I like. So I recommend for other entrepreneurs, you have to take the time because we're always working. Like it could be, you go to the bathroom at midnight, you're like, wait a second, I remember I saw something. You go online, you know? So it's like, if you don't check it, and Geneva tells me all the time, if you don't check yourself like chill, you don't have to like... <laughs> you're you have right. 
You're right. So true. He will go a hundred thousand miles an hour. I'll be like, just relax. <laughs> awesome team, though, that you guys are able to balance each other out like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Right. I would probably say for me, it kind of goes in with you know what everyone has been saying so far. It's like your mind is going so much, and you don't want to become you know like a yes woman. So I realized for me, I have to be able to say no to myself because I'll do, I'll try to do everything and then nothing gets done. And then I'm upset about myself because like, you had to do this, you had to do that, you had to do that. And then nothing gets done. And it's just like, you know, that's not how anything's going to get accomplished. So, you know, setting limits for myself, you know, writing it out. What, you know, what do you need to accomplish today? Putting deadlines to that so I can, you know, answer to myself because, you know, it's a, it's a self-run, self-made business. And if I'm not doing the work, then who's going to do it? So it's like, you know, I was just telling my friend, it's like, you know, being an entrepreneur, you, you have to put in the work. If you don't go to work, you don't, you don't show up to work and don't do anything and expect to get paid. So how can you thrive as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, if you don't put in the work? So for me, it's saying no and then, you know, recouping and realizing what needs to get done to get everything else done. My relaxing is definitely one in the morning. I need to exercise. I can definitely feel I'm off when it's been a few days and I haven't exercised. Just getting those endorphins just helps me to have a clearer mind so that I'm able to accomplish tasks. Um, in the evening, I like to, or just throughout the day, I like to have my essential oils. I put them, uh, put them on. I have something either invigorating or something soothing. And just having those with good music, a good glass of wine, I'll do my facials, whatever, but just having me time. I mean, I love time with my husband too, but just having a minute where I can just like, music to me is therapy. So I got my oils, my wine, and my music, and I'm good. <laughs> I agree. What everyone needs is time. Other things accentuate the time, but just the time to, like you said, clear your mind and when you go into the bathroom in the middle of the night, Closing the laptop. <laughs> I promise you, I was up till three o'clock in the morning yesterday night. Yeah, yeah. Doing ingredient labels. I don't know what I was doing. I'm so tired, but <laughs> I enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. And every time I box something up to send to someone, I feel like I've done what I set out to do, no matter mm -hmm. how exhausting it is. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate you all coming to the table to talk about being business owners. You know, we're a new generation of brands with unique challenges and strengths. And the sharing of our lessons and strategies can only make what we're doing even more successful. So if you like this discussion, please stay tuned for our next episode. Remember to stop by dolcefloor.shop for our exclusive self-care selection of spa products and Dolce Floor merch. We're going to close our tabs. Have a Dolce day.